You're listening to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast, a show that discusses various aspects of the paranormal world, with paranormal news, ghost stories, interviews, and much more. And without further ado, let's get into some talking points. Hi guys, Scott here from Tapis Paranormal, and welcome back to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be taking a look at some of the more famous ghosts of the Wild West. Now, the American frontier, or the Wild West as it's also known, is a period of time in America which dates from roughly the 1860s through to the early 1900s or the late 1800s. Known for its mythology as an era of cowboys, Indians, pioneers, outlaws and gunslingers, the American Wild West is one of the most well-known and most revered periods in history, often romanticised in movies, video games and other media. It gave host to a number of famous names, a number of outlaws that are well known around the world today. And in this episode, I have nine paranormal stories associated with the American frontier that I'm going to tell you about. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the first one, which is the Copper Queen Hotel in Bisbee, Arizona. The longest continually running hotel in Arizona, the Copper Queen, completed construction in 1902 and was built to host the increasing number of visitors due to the nearby copper mine giving dignitaries and investors a place to stay. The most famous ghost of this hotel is that of Julia Lowell. Julia was a prostitute who fell in love with one of her regular customers, and when this customer refused to leave his wife for her, Julia is said to have hung herself within the hotel. It's said that her spirit haunts room 315, and that her presence is said to be felt on the west side of the second and third floors of the hotel. This hotel is quite well known for its paranormal stories, as numerous paranormal shows and famous investigators have visited the hotel in attempts to communicate with and capture evidence of Julia, including ghost adventures and ghost hunters. Moving on to the next location, we have the Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota. Now, the Bullock Hotel, which can be found in the city of Deadwood, is a three-storey luxurious hotel that was opened in 1896 by Seth Bullock, who was a Canadian who, along with his wife and three children, moved to Deadwood in 1876. Upon arriving in Deadwood, Bullock was made the sheriff, and then two decades later opened the hotel. Now, it's said that Bullock died in 1919, however his spirit is still said to haunt the hotel, with guests at the hotel reporting a man's ghost with a steely stare being seen on the upstairs hallways, as well as ethereal figures being known to occasionally tap guests on the shoulders. In addition, whistling noises, footsteps, and even in some cases voices have been heard with no obvious source. Apparitions are also reported in mirrors around the hotel, and it's said that a ghostly cowboy can be seen in the basement. One of the names that's most synonymous with the Wild West is that of Jesse James. Jesse James was an American outlaw and robber who was active in the second half of the 1800s. James's death is also a well-known story, as he was shot in the back of the head by Bob Ford in 1882 while he was dusting some pictures on the wall of his living room. However, it would seem that death has not stopped stories of Jesse James from carrying on, with the outlaw said to haunt several locations, including his family homestead in Kearney, Missouri, where his ghost is said to be seen wandering around and to this day voices and photographs that are captured at the farm are attributed to Jesse James. Ghost hunters, as well as staff to the Jesse James Museum, which is located at the homestead, also claim to hear the sound of phantom horses and to see mysterious lights at night. Jesse's spirit is also rumoured to haunt a house that his uncle once owned in Paso Robles, California, where phantom horsemen have been spotted, with many believing these spirits could be Jesse and his brother Frank, 
who both spent a large amount of time at the property in their youth. Moving on to the next spirit here, we have a spirit that I've spoken about before on the podcast, I believe, in La Llorona. La Llorona is a legend with a long history in Mexican culture, with numerous different variants of the story in Mexico as well as several in the United States. In the American tellings of the tale, the spirit is depicted as the spirit of a wealthy man's wife or a young woman who loved to dance. In both versions, she grew resentful of her children who limited her ability to have fun and be herself, and eventually, in a fit of madness, drowned them in the local river. Upon realising what she'd done, she took her own life, and it's now said that her spirit is known to wander near the same river, mournfully asking others where her children are and if they had seen them. Though this is likely just a cautionary tale that is used by parents to scare their kids, it's still told to this day and is feared and believed in many locations around the southern states of the United States of America, as well as Mexico, and has sightings still reported to this day. Stories of this spirit in the United States seem to have increased massively during the American frontier period, ranging from the mid-1800s to the early 1900s. Moving on again, we have the Dumas Brothel in Butte, Montana. Now, the Dumas Brothel was the longest-running brothel in United States history, running for almost a century from 1890 and finally closing in 1982. Though the brothers that opened the brothel, Arthur and Joseph Nadeau, owned several successful businesses within Butte, they decided to open the brothel in Joseph's wife's Delilah's maiden name so that it did not reflect badly on the legitimacy of their other businesses. The brothel is said to be home to a number of spirits, the most notable of these being that of Eleanor Knott, who was running the hotel that had opened within the brothel building at the time of her death in the 1950s. It's said that Eleanor told a friend of hers that she was selling the brothel and leaving town with an anonymous boyfriend. Eleanor was found dead in her room in the brothel in 1955, with the rumour being that her boyfriend did not come for her as she expected and that she committed suicide due to the heartbreak caused by this. It's said that she overdosed on sleeping pills and alcohol, and it's also speculated that her boyfriend was a client and a well-known businessman in Butte with a wife. However, she believed him when he told her that he would divorce his wife, which of course he did not. Officially, Eleanor Knott's cause of death was coronary occlusion, which is often caused by a heart attack. Eleanor's ghost is said to wander the building and has been seen many times throughout the years. Moving on again, we have the historic city of Tombstone in Arizona. Tombstone was founded in 1877 and became one of the last boomtowns of the American frontier. The city's probably most well-known for being the site of the famed gunfight at the OK Corral in 1881. One of the most highly active locations in Tombstone is said to be Allen Street, where it's said you could see one of three ghosts. Virgil Earp, who was wounded in the previously mentioned gunfight, Billy Clay Claiborne, who was killed in 1882, or the ghost of a lady in a white nightie floating across the street. Numerous buildings from the city are also said to be haunted by spirits of its past, including the Birdcage Theatre, which is said to host ghostly saloon girls as just one of its over 26 reported ghosts. The city's ghosts also include that of George Daves, a jilted groom who's said to haunt the Burford House bed and breakfast. After seeing his girl with another man, Daves shot the woman to death before killing himself, and it's said that to this day, Daves not only wanders the halls, but also appears in mirrors, yanks the covers down from women in bed at night, as well as being accused of smacking women in the fanny. Moving on once more, we have the Yellow Jacket Mine. One of many gold mines popping up during the gold rush, Yellow Jacket Mining initially staked its claim to Story County in 1859. However, ten years later, Yellow Jacket Mine suffered one of the worst mining accidents in Nevada history. A fire started within the mine, 800 feet below the surface, which trapped some miners within as the mine structure collapsed and toxic gases flooded the mine shaft. In the aftermath, around 35 bodies were recovered. However, others were left underground due to the fire, which continued to burn for some 
time afterwards. Stories from as early as 1888 report that the mine was haunted, so much so that some investors pulled out of the mine due to this. W.P. Bennett, an employee who was working alone in the mine, became startled when he heard heavy footsteps rushing towards him. He called out asking who was there, and his question was answered by the two shovels that he carried under his arm being pulled out from his arms and thrown across the room. It's also said that to this day, visitors to the Yellow Jacket Mine can still hear the cries of dying men. Moving on once more, we have the St. James Hotel in Cimarron, New Mexico. The St. James Hotel is a historic hotel and a Wild West landmark, which during decades of operation has seen many famous names pass through its walls, including Jesse James, Billy the Kid, Doc Holliday, and Wyatt Earp. This is because the hotel was on the Santa Fe Trail, a route that stagecoaches, smugglers, traders, and outlaws took to travel west, and later somewhere that the railroad was built. The main story of haunting in this hotel is that of Room 18. The story goes that Thomas James Wright was a guest at the hotel in 1882, and was having a particularly lucky game of poker one evening. This, however, didn't sit well with some of the other players, and led to Wright being shot before making it to his room, Room 18, and dying within the location. Since then, it's reported that his apparition can be seen lurking in mirrors, as well as travelling the hotel's hallways. Room 18 is in fact said to be so haunted that it's locked off and not available to guests today. Finally, we have the Occidental Hotel in Buffalo, Wyoming. The Occidental Hotel is an old hotel that was founded in the 1800s, and can be found near the Bozeman Trail. Known for its reputation of hospitality and fine food, it was at various points visited by several famous names, including Buffalo Bill, Calamity Jane, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, as well as Teddy Roosevelt. It's said that at some point in its history, a portion of the hotel was a brothel, and that the most notable spirit said to inhabit the hotel is that of seven-year-old Emily, who died in 1902. It's said that Emily was the daughter of a prostitute, and she is said to haunt one of the rooms in a white nightgown, tapping on guests' shoulders to get their attention. So that brings us to the end of the nine ghosts of the Wild West that I'll be talking about today. There were some interesting stories there, a lot of well-known names, and some very interesting tales of ghostly apparitions. But with that, I'm now going to move on to the Tapas Paranormal Talking Point podcast news review. As you know, I do a lot of paranormal investigation, and when I do, I like to be comfortable which is why I wear clothing from allegedlypossiblymaybe.co.uk. With a wide range of high-quality clothing available for low prices, I strongly recommend checking out their website and buying some clothes. If you enjoy quality clothing, visit allegedlypossiblymaybe.co.uk and use discount code TEPIS at checkout to save 10% on your order. So it's time for the Tepis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast News Review. And to start off, we have a post from the Daily Record, which is titled, Woman Shares Chilling Security Footage of Ghost Removing Dog's Collar. In this article, a woman took to social media platform TikTok to share a clip of pet cam footage that showcases a ghost undoing the collar from her pooch's neck just mere moments after it went stiff and stopped barking. Now, in the footage uploaded by TikTok user ShennyFantG, who was re-watching security footage of her dogs on a pet cam when she saw what she believes is a ghost. In the video, there's a dog in a cage in the middle of a room. It barks quite a bit and then suddenly stops barking, at which point you see its collar undo as the dog jolts backwards across the cage, trying to get away from something. The collar then falls to the ground next to it, and it does look to me as if the collar has been undone and the dog is reacting to this. It's a bit weird, 
Um, there's no obvious cause. It could be that the collar had snapped and something was pulling on it. It could be faked. It could be staged with string being used to pull. But I must admit, it looks fairly convincing. It doesn't look overly faked. And the dog genuinely looks quite startled. The dogs bark continuously for the first sort of half of the video and then suddenly fall completely quiet and stand alert and still for some time. It's a very strange video and I would like to know your thoughts on it so please feel free to watch it and let me know what you think but for me I think it's quite weird. Moving on again we have an article from The Mirror titled Couple feel like they're in paranormal activity after CCTV shows proof of afterlife. In this article a frightened couple are said to be living in a real life version of a classic horror movie after capturing what appears to be a ghostly woman outside their bedroom. In the CCTV footage, there's a black and white image of the living room, and at the end of a corridor, presumably where the door goes right outside their bedroom, there appears to be a figure standing there. In the footage, the figure appears to enter the hallway from one side and stands around. It does look slightly like a woman in a gown, but the picture is quite blurry and quite fuzzy, so it's quite difficult to actually make out any detail. Also in the video is a cat who seemingly reacts to it and hides from the figure under a coffee table. Again, a compelling piece of video, but something that I think could be faked or could just be an unfortunate angle or some sort of paradoilia. According to the homeowners, it's said that the landlord did previously warn them that previous tenants of the property had claimed to have felt demonic entities watching her as she slept. And apparently, one of the people living in the house, Amy, aged 45, has been left so terrified she refuses to speak about the footage. After further investigation, one of the homeowners believes that the footage could show an elderly lady who passed away in the house years ago and was carried out by paramedics while still wearing her nightie. They go on to claim that they think it shows proof of the afterlife. And in a image where the colour has been adjusted and brightened, it does look clearly like a shadowy figure. Or actually not even shadowy, just a full figure in a white gown standing at the edge of the corridor. I'm unsure what I think about this. I think, again, it could be faked, but it also could be fairly convincing. And if it's legitimate, it's quite a compelling piece of footage. And finally, moving on again, we have another post from the Daily Record. This time, it's of a tourist who captures the Loch Ness Monster on sonar 400 foot below the surface. In this, Tom Ingram from Portsmouth was on a tourist cruise boat of the famous Loch Ness when he spotted something big on the boat's sonar. Now, according to this post, the sighting occurred on April 4th and has been accepted by the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register as the second of the year. On this, while on a boat, the tourist claimed they spotted something on sonar 400 feet below the surface. It was something rather large that appeared on the sonar. It appeared to be about 30 foot long and it grabbed their attention. While obviously this is only a sonar recording, it is interesting as it shows there is something big under the water of Loch Ness. While many people believe that the Loch Ness Monster could just be a large catfish, which is plausible, to catch something 30 foot is very interesting, as the largest recorded catfish from my brief Google is around 15 foot, so this would be double the size of the largest of the type that live in the loch. I consider myself open-minded about the Loch Ness Monster, and I'm unsure. I'd love to visit the loch, and intend to do so at some point to try and find out more about Nessie to try and look for myself and see you know just generally what the location's like but with that that brings us to the end of the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point podcast news review so thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next podcast